Hello and welcome back to this week's Eyewitness Accounts. This is a paranormal podcast based on people's eyewitness accounts. Do you believe that there could be other dimensions out there? Well, apparently they proved something called the string theory. I could be wrong, but there's proof that there's more than one dimension. This week's episodes are as follows. When the world ended, pick up six, and lastly, six years disappeared. Okay, okay. I know I'm going to sound completely crazy, but since this podcast talks about unexplained things, I just want to throw my story out there and see if there is anyone else who feels the same way as I do. But do you guys remember in 2012 when we were told that the world was going to end and a lot of us believed and a lot of us didn't? And this may be an unpopular opinion, but I do believe the world ended that day. And here's why. Have you ever heard of the Mandela Effect? Well, it's this phenomenon named after this guy named Nelson Mandela. And he was in jail. And for some reason, a handful of people remember him dying in 1980 while he was in jail. But get this, he actually died in 2013 after he already spent decades released and out of jail. It's odd, not gonna lie, but this also applies to so many other things. Like another example of this Mandela effect is that a lot of people remember the show Looney Tunes spelt with two O's in the tunes, while others remember it just being with a U. And yes, a lot of people chop this up to false memory and just the human mind taking a weird strange turn and we're all believing the same things for some reason and the rest of us aren't but in that day in 2012 when the world was set to end and it didn't everything has just sort of felt odd from there and a lot of high strangeness just happening in the world in my life Like after that day, I came home and I noticed certain items missing in my bedroom. And of course, they could 100% just be like lost somewhere. But the odd thing is I never found them again. I had this, my favorite shirt at the time. It was like this dark pink with these purple flowers patterned all over it. And I remember leaving it out on top of my dresser. And To this day, 10 years later, I have no idea where that shirt went. And of course, I asked my family and my mother and I checked the laundry and everywhere and it's just gone. And some people have said that since 2012, that like you can like switch over to different dimensions just randomly and you don't even know it. And I know this sounds so, so crazy, but the other day I had the most high strange thing happened to me. I was at work and I, I missed a day, so my coworker had to finish uh, the project I had on my desk. And after we finish a project, we have to write down how many we made and what product it was. So she was so kind and wrote down what she finished for me on my page. And the weird thing is, is I noticed that it was all my writing and then a space and then her writing. I went for lunch and I came back and I'm just staring at this pad of paper and feeling kind of 
odd, you know, a little off, not feeling 100%. Where she had written what she had done for me was now directly below all my notes from before. And I'm staring at it and staring at it and staring at it because I am so confused at this point. I'm like, how, how is that possible? Because it's the next day, so I'm on a different page writing different notes. It's not like I accidentally wrote something I finished on top of that empty space. I'm not kidding. I literally s stared at it for the rest of the day. Like, I would glance over and be like, how? What? I swear. Like, I'm not going crazy, am I? And then earlier that week, um, one of my best friends made a post and it had all these pictures of the weekend. And I remember scrolling through them and seeing specific pictures. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And she even texted me and asked, hey, can I post these? And I'm like, of course, go for it. And then when I go to check them out, like an hour or so later, the pictures are gone. She still made a post, but the pictures of just me and her were not there. They were different ones. And I'm like, what is going on? So then I went to my post and was like, can you edit posts out? of this app and you couldn't you could not in this app go in and do that and it was just so crazy to me and it's just like little things like that and they could be uh, totally nothing but i just remember the strangest feeling when that clock strike the time the world was supposed to end and nothing happened and yet the world just didn't feel right So when I was in my 20s, I was living in Canada and my mom wanted me to come up and visit her and my brother was going to meet me there as well. Just a little vacay to get away from life. So I hop on a plane and I fly over to Europe and my mom had just moved into this brand new place. It was a newly renovated townhouse. And the history was interesting. It used to be military barracks. All was going well. I was hanging out with my mom, enjoying the nice sun. And I was there for about a week at this time. And for the first few days, I slept up in the spare bedroom. But uh, later on, when my brother arrived with his wife, because the room I was staying in was bigger, he took it over and I ended up staying downstairs in a smaller room which was fine it was still very comfortable and i had no problems falling asleep so thank goodness but the first night that i was sleeping in the downstairs bedroom was kind of odd i remember falling asleep just fine but i also remember this feeling of someone just watching me from the corner you know but it wasn't like an evil feeling but it was not enjoyable, that's for sure. And while I was sleeping, I had a very weird, vivid dream. And it was about these two girls playing pickup sticks, or in other places, they call them chopsticks. And it's this game where you lay sticks or pencils, crayons, Anyway, how you play pickup sticks is that somebody holds the crayons or the sticks in their hand vertically 
and then they let go and then however the sticks fall to the ground that's how you play the game and then from there you try to pick up the stick without moving or touching any other stick surrounding it and if you do you have to drop the stick and basically the person with the most sticks at the end wins the game so in this dream one of the girls took the sticks like i said before and she held them vertically straight up and then she let them go and they scattered to the ground and the game started now she goes to choose her first stick and she has a hold of it and slowly carefully pulled it out without touching any of the other sticks surrounding it. She celebrated, so happy that she got it, and then she placed the stick by her side. And then as she looked at the pile to choose her next stick, she noticed that the stick that she just had by her side is now out of her hand and back on the pile in the exact spot that she just lifted it from. So then the two girls look at each other and they, they try again. So the girl goes in again and grabs the stick and slowly removes it. And then again, she holds it to her side like so firmly because she's like, ha, if I'm holding it tightly, then you can't touch it or it can't disappear again. But then when she go back to the pile to pick her next stick, all of a sudden the stick that she was just holding so firmly in her hand had just disappeared yet again. So then she tries once again. And then when she looks at her hand, the stick had just disappeared. She was so frustrated that she blows on the pile of sticks. And that was my dream. But the weird thing is that when she blew on the sticks, all of a sudden I wake up out of my sleep and I feel this breeze on my face. And thinking nothing of it, I'm like, oh, it's just the aftermath of my dream. Because sometimes you can feel things in your dream, and if you wake up suddenly, you still, like, kind of feel it, you know? So I sit up in my bed, just a little bit spooked, because I'm like, that was such an odd dream. I want to lay down, but for some reason, I just cannot get the image out of my head of these girls playing pick-up sticks. And, like, why was I dreaming that? And why did the stick just keep disappearing? And then as I'm thinking this, I feel this gush of wind in my face again, as if someone were to blow so hard on my face. I freak out. I throw the covers everywhere. I'm throwing my hands up. I'm like, ah, like, you know, when a bug touches you and you flip out, get off, get off, get off. And I look around the room and I'm just like, okay, this is not normal. And I just had this gut feeling that, you know, that this was someone that was in the room with me. So I literally spoke to the room and I was like, okay, whatever's in here, please, can you leave me alone? And then I went and I checked the window and I checked the door and there was no draft coming in. So I get myself back in bed and I pick up the covers and I wrap myself in them. And I just, I try to go back to sleep, but I had such a hard time. But eventually I fell asleep and in the morning, when I went into the kitchen to make some coffee, my mom was there and I was like, hey, 
mom, like, I just had this strange dream. And then I literally felt a ghost blow into my face. And she kind of just smiled and was like, oh yeah, that room is definitely haunted. And I give her this look of, are you serious? Well, thanks for the heads up, mom. I was very young when this initially happened to me. I just got out of school and I was working at a residential mental health facility as a psychiatric nurse. And there was this one patient there that was new and his name was David. He was mute, which means he couldn't speak, no words would come out of his mouth. As a nurse, I was curious and I wanted to know the reasoning to why he was mute, just to help him better with his care. So I went and I looked at his file, but it was odd because file said that he could talk most of his childhood, but he just woke up one day completely mute and the family had no idea why. They went to the doctors and they didn't know what was going on. The really interesting thing about this man is that he was so tall. He was like six foot five, I believe. So it was just very interesting to the human mind to see this huge man and he just wasn't able to talk. Anyway, he was only in the facility for about a month. And then after he left, he decided to join the army actually. He was 19 at the time. And I remember working at the front desk and one of my coworkers was talking to me and I don't know how this word got around, but we were told that David had just vanished. He just disappeared. And of course, because we knew he joined the army, we all assumed the absolute worst. And I felt so terrible because this guy seemed so friendly and I really enjoyed taking care of him. And just knowing that he's just gone, it just left me heartbroken. So I worked at this facility for most of my career actually. And this dude was missing for six years. No one had heard anything. At this point, the army first declared him a missing person and then later actually gave his family a death certificate. Now, they never found his body, but once you're missing that long, you are just declared dead. That's just how it is. And uh, I remember talking with my coworkers and we were just so sad for this guy and this family. And the weird thing about this story and what and gives me goosebumps to even think about this again is that one day I was working upstairs and I get a call from the front desk and she's like, he's here, he's back. And I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? She's like, David, he, he just walked in. He, he's here. You got to get down here. And she told me that he walked up straight to the front desk and he spoke the only words he has ever spoken in years and the only words he has ever spoken since and he said it's david i've been dead for six years so immediately as soon as i heard that he was there i i came rushing down the stairs and i look i stopped dead in my tracks and i just stare and it was him it was david and he was so dusty and dirty 
It looked like he hadn't had a bath in forever. So we had to call the police because this guy was declared dead and now he is here. So when they came, they were actually able to identify this man as David. It's not like a random dude showed up pretending to be David. It was him. And the clothes that he came to the facility in were the clothes that he was wearing when he supposedly disappeared six years ago. And the part that broke my heart is when the police contacted his family, they wanted nothing to do with David because they just could not wrap their head around that this was their son. So he ended up just staying at the facility because he had nowhere else to go. So we got him all cleaned up and we got him back into his old room. And he got weird from there. He was not the David that I remember. Day after day, he would just pace the halls he w would look like he was like muttering to himself or talking to himself but like it was so strange to see because he was mute so nothing no sound was coming out it was just deathly quiet and after a while he really started to freak out all the staff because he would do this really strange thing he would throw his head up into the air and he would look like he was laughing so hard but with no sound and there was not even breath with his laugh and even when like i would try to talk to him or my other nurses would talk to him he would look like he's like listening to you but then he would just start laughing and laughing and laughing and it got so unnerving that some of the nurses refused to go near him so we wanted him to get better and we wanted to make sure that he was happy. So we tried so many different like treatment methods with him, but it just seemed hopeless. Like nothing changed and he would just pace and laugh. And eventually he moved to this spine chilling grin. He would just stare deeply into your eyes and like grin. I'm not religious, but I would sit in my car before work and I would start to pray before I came in because just the way he would stare into your eyes, it just was not the David that I had met six years ago. Something inside him has changed. Eventually, I had enough of this place with David and just being in this um, line of work can be so draining and hard. And at this time, I was newly married and we wanted to start a family. So I quit this job and um, on my last day of work, he was just pacing all day and I tried to say goodbye, but nothing registered in his mind. And while I was walking out the door, I just could feel like eyes, you know, staring at me in the back of my head. So I turn around and I see David in the window looking at me, laughing hysterically just picturing what it's like to be on the inside in that room with him no sound and i honestly still wonder to this day was he still dead thank you so much for hanging out with us here at eyewitness accounts please rate and review if you like the show it would help us out a lot as always, if you know someone or if you yourself has a story that you would like to submit, email us at podcasteyewitness at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at eyewitnessaccounts. And before we head off here completely, I have an update for all of you. 
we will be doing an exclusive show specifically on Patreon about urban legends that you haven't heard about. Sydney and I will be deep diving into the mysterious legends and we hope that you will follow us there. It's just getting up and running at the moment, but pretty soon it will be up there for you to enjoy. Follow us on Instagram for more details. Narration by Piper Stoffer and scoring by Paul Dawson.